Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Lauren Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. Okay, welcome to this week's episode. I had so much fun recording this because I interviewed Stephen Gyllenhaal, who is obviously Jake and Maggie Gyllenhaal's dad, uh, but he's also a very skilled and amazing director. He directed films, like great films that I loved, like Losing Isaiah. I think that came out in like 95. And then there was another film, he directed that I loved, The Patron Saint of Liars. So he is is great. And he directed this movie called Uncharitable. Uncharitable hits theaters September 29th. I believe in select theaters to start like New York and LA, and then it will be uh, available to stream. But Uncharitable is based on a book by Dan Pallotta. So Dan Pallotta He's he's pretty incredible. He actually started the AIDS walk and he's done a bunch of different TED Talks and he's a game changer in the world uh, of charity. So the film follows the demise essentially of four very large charities and Edward Norton is a commentator. He actually founded CrowdRise. I did not know that. I probably should have, but I didn't. Um, and you know, at one point... Fox News and Bill O'Reilly attempt to do this story on on Dan Pallotta and and his charities. And you'll hear Stephen talk about it, but um, they essentially proved him wrong. And what's really interesting about just talking to Stephen is that Stephen says, you know, I'm I'm very progressive. I I'm leftly a left leaning individual. I clearly I work and live in Hollywood, but you know, he has a lot of respect for people on both sides, which is really rare and interesting that you have a conversation with somebody and they're like, oh yeah, no, I, I don't agree with this, this, and this, but you know, I have a lot of friends that that do agree with that. And I think that's so rare in today's world. Um, but but yeah, and something else that I was really impressed with is that, you know, I asked him about the sound of freedom controversy just with the film itself. And because he makes a comment and he says, you know, charities and and are, are, are nonpartisan. Anyone who wants to give to a charity, that should not be political. And I tend to agree. So I wanted to bring up Sound of Freedom, and I think you'll be super surprised at what he has to say about that. So uh, yeah, without further ado, here's my interview with Stephen Gyllenhaal. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all, not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom is built for your psychology and your biology, meeting you where you are. Noom Weight uses psychology. That's why they say losing weight starts with your brain. But it also takes into account your unique biological factors, which also affect weight loss success. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen 
for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available for pre-order wherever books are sold. American history is full of infamous people like D.B. Cooper, Bonnie and Clyde, and John Wilkes Booth. Places like Alcatraz Prison and the Bermuda Triangle. And events like the Salem Witch Trials, the Black Sox Baseball Scandal, and the Osage Murders. I'm Chris Wimmer. Join me on the Infamous America podcast for stories of some of the darker chapters of American history, all told with cinematic music. Find Infamous America wherever you're listening now. I want to thank you for joining Lauren Interviews. Yep. I'm, I'm thrilled to speak with you about this documentary because I found it so interesting. And, you know, I want to start off so everybody listening understands it was based on a book by Dan Pallotta called Uncharitable. Now, for people that don't know Dan, I mean, he's he's pretty incredible. And I, you know, did you guys get close when you were working on this together? Because he just seems like such an amazing guy. He's not so amazing. No, no. He's, just... <laughs> so he's I laughing, guys. He's laughing. Made. I knew the reason the, the the reason the movie happened was because I knew him way way before making the movie. Mm-hmm. I knew him when he was early on in the AIDS rides and it was sort of rising up. Mm-hmm. And um, we really became and I look back on it now we really became friends, not because of who we were. I mean I was you know a, a director in Hollywood and he was you know became more and more of an important figure, whatever yeah. important. um, a really important figure in um in in the charitable sector and also a major thinker and organizer and don't let him hear me say this kind of brilliant actually really (laughs) well i've known him forever and you know in a way i never did the age rides i didn't know about his ted talk i was raising two kids you know who, who kind of felt you know unfortunately they didn't do very well my two kids so so it was like I had to deal with all of that you know yeah so, exactly exactly so, so it was it was just a friendship it was just a friendship of two people who I think kind of felt the same about the world but didn't really dig too deep into why that was because we just had a great conversations all the time deep conversations and and that's really where it really it took place you know and so so I think so then there was a point when he left L.A. And I'm not going to talk much about it for why he left L.A. Because I want the movie to sort of explain why you might leave L.A. and go home to your family. That's something we're not going to. We'll leave that as a as a little watch the movie and learn. Sure. Yeah. Um, then he and I met um, at a, a restaurant, which I like in L.A., called Jones on Third in Studio City. It's Jones on Third on Third Street in L.A., but it's Jones on Third in Studio City. Anyway. <laughs> and we had we had lunch and he just and I had made a documentary at that point. My really my my well, my first documentary, really, as a filmmaker, I had started in documentaries, but on uh, called In Utero, which was all about mm. the science from conception to birth. And it had a major impact in, in that community and still has um, in the wow. in the prenatal perinatal community. Um, so I said, I was misinformed. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I guess and, and I shouldn't say misinformed. I I do things in my head. I make up stories in my head. And so I'm thinking you guys just you know met when you were working together on this film. But you you have a history with Dan, which makes this even more rich and amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You got to read the press kit. You know, it's like <laughs> I, that press kit is so long. I'm going. Who reads these things? Anyway. Well, I did. I did read it. That's why I was like, I did read it. I I didn't see that you guys were. You know, but no, this is this is good. This is good. Okay. So so um so so then so he uh, 
So he said, I think this may be a movie here. Over, he said, you've made a documentary. It's been, you know, really interesting. And he loved that documentary. He said, maybe there's a documentary in this. And by then he had written the book, Uncharitable. Mm-hmm. He had done the TED Talk, neither of which I had read or looked at, because yeah. it was just remarkable, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we both were busy and we had other things going on in our lives, really. So so I said, uh, maybe, but I knew the story, the, the the drama of the AIDS rides and everything that happened, the collapse and the mm-hmm. demonization. In fact, my first real connection with the movie was the day everything was destroyed for him. I was uh, scouting locations in Canada for a movie I was doing, and it came across the, the production van that the whole thing had collapsed. So yeah. NPR, and I yeah. went... And I called him, assuming it would be as usual a couple of days before he got back to me. He picked up the phone right away. And I said, is this real? And he said, yes, this is what happened. I said, I don't understand. And I didn't really understand. He said, but you want to know something, Stephen? You're like about the third person that's called me all day. I am now a pariah. I went from being a major figure to being a pariah. Everyone's just dumped me. Which speaks to what happens um, when this kind of thing happens without anything, which, you know, of course, later on, it was proven he had done nothing wrong at all, you know, but that was right. years later and everything destroyed. So anyway, that's where it sort of started. And so I knew that pain from that day. So when we sat down at lunch, I went, I think there's something here, but I don't know. It's really not enough. And then we started talking about the other people who had been through exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I started to see something, you know, sort of systemic in, in all of this and began to go, Hey, there's a movie here. There's a position taken that seems legitimate, and these are really interesting stories, the Jason Russell story and Invisible Children and, you know, Wounded Warrior. It's interesting about Wounded Warrior, by the way. You know, know, Bill O'Reilly got the story of Dan's wrong, but Bill O'Reilly, who I'm not, you know, I'm way over on the progressive side of things. I get get it, yep. Bill O'Reilly defended Wounded Warrior and Mm -hmm. dug into that story and when this is wrong. So it's like all it's also complex. I think one of the things that's really important about the movie, which I'm learning, is charity is nonpartisan. I love that. And half of the funders are conservatives. Yep. Half of them are progressives. And there's a bunch in the middle that funded this movie. And everyone is passionate about it. So I'm going, I think in some ways. I think this movie may really change a lot of things. First of all, the sector. Yes. Um, but equally, uh, and I want people to go to the theaters to see it and gather in community as much as possible because I think okay. it is a movie. It's not sort of some, you, you people are emotional around the movie, I found yeah. more and more. So so I think, but one of the things I'm really interested in um, politically is that we start to mitigate what the media does through the media, because that's what movies are and that's what this interview is and everything else, start to mitigate this ugliness that exists on both sides. You know, I I, I have my phone, I have everything, right wing, left wing, everything, and all of them, particularly when you get so out of- So do I, the- I get every headline as well, I do. Yeah, you go, similar. You, know, you, you know, you go Huffington Post, oh my God, give me a break, or Vice, give me a break, or you go over to, you know, you then you go over to Bill O'Reilly or- uh-huh. But I- but I want to reach out ultimately as this film unfolds theatrically, and we're hoping to be in theaters for quite a while because yeah. along with everything else, we're giving away tickets. Mm. What we're doing is we're raising money and we have raised money. And this is the way I look at it now. And I just realized this recently. 
Charity is about people who are in need. Rich, poor, middle class, people are in need of understanding charity. So that's why it's for free. You know, that's, that's brilliant. Honestly, if you can do that, I think that's amazing. And there's a lot of things in this this movie. I'm calling it a movie now. I started off calling it a documentary. And then listening to you, I'm like, it's a movie. Um, yeah. But there's a lot of things that, you know, Dan says uh, that I I found myself going, yeah, what what the hell? I think he says something about like, you know, we've he's very involved, you know, with the breast cancer charities. And he says, we've been doing this for how many years? Why isn't there a cure? And that's something I never really thought about. Like, you know, you give all this money and wh where does it go and what's happening here? And it's like, why isn't there a cure? We've been doing this for how long? I mean, there's science has been looking into this for how long? So there's so many moving pieces. It's so interesting. And I think it, it was really amazing that you were able to highlight Dan in you know, in the sense that he started the AIDS ride. And I never knew that. I have no idea who, I never thought about who, who started the AIDS ride, but yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm going to, you know, I do, I, I plug the film, I plug everything, um, about it, but I did want to ask you your opinion on something else, uh, yeah. just in terms of like the film sound of freedom and the operation, I believe it's like the underground, uh, I forget what it's called. It's, I just had a, a word or mind fart, whatever, but, um, what is your opinion on that whole controversy? I'm not sure if you can speak to that, but I found myself just so confused where I'm like, this is a guy who had a charity who was trying to do something good. And then it, it became political, I guess. And, you know, you kind of said charity, it's not political. And I'm like, I don't know what to make of this whole thing. So I'm just curious. So, so I, have, I have a question first. Have you seen yeah. the movie? You I... No, I, I can't, I can't, I'm too scared. I know okay, that sounds okay. crazy, but. Okay, I, okay. so uh, here's yeah. the thing. So um, and I, I want to just get into this a little bit. So yeah. when Marty Scorsese made the movie Passion of Christ, mm -hmm. which is actually kind of what I believe. Mel Gibson? Uh, um, no, no, not, 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 no, that's, that's, what is it? Mel, what was the, no, Passion Mel of Christ. Mel Gibson is Passion of the Christ. Okay. Yeah. So what was the one that Marty Scorsese did about Christ? Oh, I got to get this. Yeah, I know. I'm like, we got to get it right. It's when so Marty Scorsese did a movie that was about how Christ. You, you Google, you, you'll be faster. Than yeah, me. I'm gonna look at it right now. Um, of Christ. Um, sorry, it's the Last Temptation of Christ. The Last, last temptation. temptation. Thank, thank you, you, thank you, Stephen. Yeah, okay. So the Last Temptation of Christ, where Christ decides, I'm not going to get crucified. I'm going to go marry, marry, marry Magdalene. I grew up in a very religious community. I know all this stuff inside out, and I'm going to live a life. And that's what I believe Christ did. And they did this whole other thing about sacrifice. It's all about you sacrifice yourself. Like, no, no, why? Is that what God would want is you sacrifice yourself for him? It's always a him, by the way. Yeah. You know, um, so you're going, no, no. So I love that movie. And I, I went and saw it. When I went in to see the movie, it was in Century City. Mm -hmm. Outside were all these people protesting it, sitting around. And they, were, they slept out on Century City and they protested. And I went up to all of them. I said, did you see the movie? No, no, no. No, no, no. I go, yeah. But how can you protest something you haven't seen it? Right. I've seen Sound of Freedom. And it's a really good movie. I'm sorry. And I've asked so many of my progressive friends, have you seen the movie? Oh, no, no. It's QAnon. Oh, no, no. It's all bullshit. Yeah, all bullshit. yeah. It's not. I mean, there the amount of sexual trafficking that's going on in this country, in the world, is is and there are a lot of documentaries and a lot of statistics about it. Now, there are a number of people in that movie who are really problematic. 
you know, the, the, the guy who it was about, now there's a whole lot of stuff coming out about him. Right. It's from Vice. Do I totally trust it? I've heard now that it was true, that it's true. And and Jim Caviezel or whatever, you know, is also way over in, on the right. And done whatever. But, but the movie, whether it's even totally true or not, because there's elements about it got pushed. I went, oh, so the filmmakers sort of push things a little bit. Oh, I've never done that. Nobody it, on the progressive side has ever. That me off. Uh, I was like, yeah. every movie exaggerates. Go like, <laughs> see the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's a really beautifully made movie. And I think the whole idea that we shouldn't see the movie because it has this, because the evangelicals have done it. I grew up in a, in a, in a you know, a conservative community. I have yeah. a lot of friends who are Trumpers. I am not a Trumper, but they're <laughs> still wonderful people, you know, and they believe the way the left has believed the end justifies the means, whatever we're going to get. Yeah. It's they're going to, they're going to learn out that that doesn't really work. But setting that aside, I'm a supporter of that movie because those are good filmmakers. They're making good films yeah. and, and they've gotten in trouble and welcome to the world of Media and Hollywood and a lot of people, yeah. you know, and, and a lot of bad stuff. But that doesn't take away from the movie or from the director, who I want to reach out to, by the way, because he's been hammered. And he made that movie before Angel Studio, before all, he made the movie because he believed in it. He did the best he could. And it's a beautifully made movie. Yes. And I'm a director and I honor him. And I think everyone should see the movie because the right and the left have to get together. I also think yeah. that all the people out of Century City should go see, tempt, should should go now rent Temptation of Christ. Because Scorsese is a fabulous filmmaker. And it's an interesting concept to think about. Maybe we don't have to hang on a cross because in a way. That's what the charitable world sort of thinks. We have to hang on a cross to do good. No, it can be joyful. I, mean, I have such good yeah. time making so I get so, yeah. it. I, I still get it. And I like, it's funny. My, my time is up with you, but I could talk to you forever. <laughs> you are honestly, you are so fair with your beliefs. I'm actually, I'm so surprised because when I, and I know I have to go, but when I got this movie, I was like, mm, I don't know if it's going to lean too progressive for me or if it's going to just, but it does not at all. And you don't at all, which is so incredible that you're like, no, I am left leaning, but I have, you're able to have friendships with people who maybe are okay. Trumpers and who, and that is so incredible for someone in Hollywood to say, and, and just to be so so fair like that. So I want to thank you um, for your work and just for your expression and, and who you are. You're, you're a lovely human and you're pretty thank you. wonderful. You so you yeah, too. thank you so much. We figured out what the title was. We got temptation of Christ. Thank <laughs> yes, you. Yes. Well, Stephen got it. Stephen got it. But yes. anyway, um, congratulations on uncharitable. Uh, I'm, I'm going to put it out there for everyone to see. So thank you awesome. so much. You Bye. Bye. So all I could think of after that was, wow, Jake and Maggie are so lucky. He seems like such a cool and down to earth and genuine person and probably just a really good dad and someone to look up to growing up who's just really fair and balanced. But anyway, Uncharitable hits theaters September 29th in select cities. Look out for it on um, your streaming services. And I'll provide updates as well um, about where to see it on social media and stuff. But anyway, if you like this podcast, don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple. I'll be back with another episode next week.